Well, unless... Huh. Unless this is a white-collar crime. Stacy Colbert is believed to have gotten missing from her apartment on March 22nd of 1998. Years would go by without any new leads or finding Stacy. Till over six years later, when a man found something when he was out looking for his dog. Um, we were driving in. We, I worked at Cardinal. They both worked at Cardinal. And um, I heard the story that they found remains, although they reported it, it was like a 40-year-old. But I still got those little hairs raised on the back of my neck, think, thinking, this is, this, I, you know, I have a really bad feeling about this. It just makes me so angry to think about, like, that was her final resting place. Now on, just in case you forgot. Just in Case You Forgot podcast is produced and hosted by William Swafford. Music was put together by William Swafford. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Years would go by without finding 23-year-old Stacy Colbert. Stacy's family and friends can only do what they can to keep moving forward. I believe that everyone that I have talked to for this podcast kept some kind of hope that Stacy would be found alive, while knowing deep down that Stacy would never be heard from again. Any hope that Stacy might come back to her family and friends come to an end in the year of 2004. Over six years after Stacy had been reported missing by her sister Danielle. In the year of 2004, Stacy would have been 29 years old. On November 27th of 2004, a Saturday in Delaware County, which is the county just north of Franklin County, a hunter, a man by the name of Ray, had gone walking around looking for his lost dog in a wooded area by the Scioto River. This area is off of State Route 257 North in northwest part of Delaware County. Ray was in an area south of Hoskins Road near the town of Radnor. While walking around in a wooded area, Ray had stumbled over something. Ray had stumbled over bones. These were not animal bones. They were bones that belonged to a human skeleton. The media would pick up on the news of skeletal remains being found on the edge of a cornfield and a wooded area in Delaware County. The Maryville police thought that the remains could have possibly been a missing Honda worker named Patty Atkins. Patty had been missing since 2001. All Delaware County law enforcement knew at the time was that they had no missing people in Delaware County. Law enforcement would spend three days searching the area where the human remains were found. They could only find what they thought was 70% of the bones that would make up a human skeleton. The majority of the remains were found buried underneath tree limbs and debris. The Delaware County Coroner and the Bureau of Criminal Identification and Investigation was on the scene in northwest Delaware County. Investigators would send the human skull to Ohio State University to be looked over by forensic dentists to try to identify the human remains. Law enforcement would say that they could not determine how long the human remains were at the spot where they were found. 
The cause of death of the victim is unknown. There had been workers in the area where the bones were found because there had been a brush clean out five years before the bones were found that would have taken place in the year of 1999. The Delaware County Sheriff at the time said to the media that Delaware County was like a body dumping ground for the surrounding counties. The forensic dentist at Ohio State would start to look over the human skull that was found by the hunter. I did read somewhere that after two hours of comparing the skull with dental records that they had come up with a match. Law enforcement always tries to notify the family members first. Here's Danielle, Stacy's sister. So I got a, I was at work and um, I was actually, um, me and my um, husband at the time, um, we were driving in. We, I worked at Cardinal. We both worked at Cardinal. And um, I heard the story that they found remains, although they reported it, it was like a 40-year-old. But I still got those little hairs raised on the back of my neck think, thinking, this is this, I, you know, I have a really bad feeling about this. And um, I got back to my desk and the um, detective left a message, left me a voicemail that said that they found her remains. Um, they were afraid that it would be out in the media before they could tell me, so they left it as a voicemail. They left it as a voicemail? They did, wow. yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah. It, it was... That's a little impersonal. It was kind of soul-crushing. So, you know, it was awful. Um, I left work almost immediately. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Um... So it's just, you know, you think after seven years, you're braced for that. I mean, so, you know, like through this, the duration of this, you know, you don't give up. Like you don't, you don't lose hope. There's still that, you know, little piece in the back of your brain and the back of your heart that wants the, the best, most positive outcome and still believes that it could happen. Like that something you haven't imagined that maybe you know, amnesia and she's living her best life. Like until you get to that point where it's no return, this is, this is, you know, this is it, it's in your face and it's, her life is, is done. You know, it, it just, you, you know, you think you're prepared for it because you know, 99% that after seven years, that's, that's the probabilities if you're talking math and um, that call just, just extinguished any, type of hope that could could even be at that point for her her life returning back to any semblance of of what that life would be um you know it during the the meantime um you know she had a lot of student loans and you know having those bill collectors it, it was you know at the five-year mark my mom and i actually went to the judge to try to at least close out our estate so like we've tried to get some semblance of closure along the way so that mom and I can not like, you know, die in on ourselves of grief. And, um, like I, I can't like, that's like even just a little bit of the surface. And, um, that was, that was kind of the, the real, what I call teapot moment where all the steam goes out that all those things that you've kind of like, you have this memorial service, you, you do these things to try to, to get that, 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 you know, I don't know, closure or whatever, but, you know, it's still not because 
somebody, when they disappear off the face of the earth, there's all these questions, all these, all these things that go through your mind. And, um, you know, my family and I are all analytical. My dad was a podiatrist. My dad passed away right after my babies were born. And, uh, you know, my mom was a teacher and, um, me, I'm, you know, an analyst, I'm a data analyst. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I, I can't, I can't really talk, talk to the depths of emotions that you go through when you're, when you're dealing on this track, but finding the remains, having that call on voicemail was just a shocker. It was, you know, you, you listen to it. Like I'll tell you, I had to stop listening to the news because every time it could be that call, like you keep expecting, you're going to get that call. You're going to get the call. And then finally, probably at the five-year mark, I, I wasn't really like, you know, I thought, well, maybe it'll happen, but I'm not going to listen to the news anymore and, and try to think it's going to be it. Right. Yeah. So that seven year, I, there'd been a couple of years since I'd really, you know, thought about it, but even though there'd been that string, right. The string of bodies that were found, I didn't really react except for the, the one when, when we were on that, that way to work. So, um, yeah, so it was, um, um, but even at that time, even though her remains were found in Delaware County, um, her apartment was in Franklin County. There was a lot of jurisdictional things that happened. I, I believe that until it was ruled a cold case that, that they were still working on it in Franklin County, like transfer. There was things happening in Delaware and things happening in Franklin. Like they had to do that transfer. And there was a lot of politics that happened between that. I wasn't involved a lot of it. It just kind of stagnated some of those things that were happening, in my opinion. Yeah. I could not believe that law enforcement left the news about Stacy on a voicemail for Danielle. Stacy was found in November of 2004, over six and a half years after going missing, four months away from seven years. The Delaware County Sheriff at the time made an announcement at a news conference that the skeletal remains that were found in their county had been identified as Stacy Colbert, who had been missing from Columbus, Ohio since 1998. This is Katie and what she had to say when I asked her how she found out that Stacy had been found in Delaware County. Yeah, so I was um, really... I think for the, the years after that, I was preoccupied with it, but also living with it, you know, just kind of what, you know, hopefully something will come, come out. And I had some weird habits. Like I got into the habit of like, I would scan the sides of the roadways when I was a passenger in a car, like maybe I'm going to spot, you know, her bundled up remains it seems really insane but just in my head I would think she's got to be somewhere maybe it's this place so whenever a body was found and reported in the news it would always catch my attention and so in um, November 2004 I was actually on maternity leave with my first son and I um, a, a detail in a news story one day just stopped me cold so they mentioned they found skeletal remains of a I think they said a young to middle-aged woman and that she was small in stature. And there was something mentioned about a great set of teeth or extensive dental work, something like that. And Stacy had a lot of dental work done at Ohio state when we lived together. And she was really just known for her smile. And so I knew those were going to be her remains before her sister even called me to confirm it. Back in March of 1998, 
This all started off as a missing person investigation. Three days after Stacy had gone missing, it was treated like a homicide investigation without even finding Stacy. Move forward to the year 2004, a Franklin County missing person slash homicide investigation was now a Delaware County homicide investigation. That was, I was at work and um, I got a phone call and I'm just trying to remember who I got a phone call from. It was one of my friends and they said they found her and it was just like an instant reliving of all that pain all that trauma, all that sadness and grief just came welling up. I remember just being in a state of shock and then having to go home. I remember telling my husband about it, who also knew Stacy, and just everything coming flooding back. And I remember like seeing on the news when they found the remains and that there's a high likelihood that it could be her. It was, it, it just brought everything back in waves. And then just like hearing the horror of it, it just gives you something else to replay in your mind over and over again, knowing where she went, just imagining what that person did to my amazing friend and where she was just left dumped on the side of a river in a farm. It just makes me so angry to think about like that was her final resting place. Just being exposed to the elements. It just, it's just grief and anger. It was just overwhelming. It did not bring peace. <laughs> you always think like, oh, this is one step closer and you're going to feel peace and it'll bring closure. It does not bring closure. It does not bring peace. That won't happen until the person who did this has been brought to justice. It would be hard to find closure when there were still so many questions to be answered. Then there's the fact that whoever done this to Stacy is still out there. Here's Paula and how she found out about her friend Stacy. Um, so I was home with my kids. I remember it was the first day of Advent and I was getting my kids ready to go to church. They were they were very little. My son was a year old, my daughter was three, and my phone rang and um once again it was Alicia calling me, um, who had called to tell me she was missing. She called to tell me that Stacy's remains had been found. I asked Paula how getting that phone call made her feel. I I don't remember. It was kind of like, you know, when you're in a movie and someone is standing there and all of a sudden, like, everything around them becomes this long, hazy hallway. You know, you can't really see straight. Everything is around you is just kind of muffled and muttered and distorted. Um, that that was kind of how I felt. 
I was trying not to cry because I, I didn't want to upset my daughter. Um, she's just been a highly sensitive child since the time she was little. Like she experiences pain with other people. So I was trying to be really strong for her and she was very excited about going to church and we were new at this church and I barely held it together that whole time we were at this event and making little kids crafts. Um, but then when I came home, I just, I just fell in my husband's arms and fell apart. Even though I knew she was dead, I knew they weren't going to find her alive. As long as she was still missing, there was still just that glimmer of hope, denial, whatever you want to call it. And that was gone. I knew I'd never see her again. Hey, true crime fans. If you like Just In Case You Forgot, you will also want to check out Murderers on Ohio on YouTube. Murderers on Ohio is about men and women who have been convicted of murder in the state of Ohio. And it is hosted by myself, Bill Swafford. So go to Murderers on Ohio on YouTube and subscribe now. So we got a killer on a run in Ohio. Delaware County investigators had a victim from another county that they knew nothing about. Here is Ashley. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was living out in D.C. and for some reason my power was out. And so I had everything turned off. And I had, my, I had turned off, by that time I had a cell phone. And I had turned it off for some reason. And I finally flip it on. It's, it's like that night and my mom. My mom had called me and said that they, they had found her and then it was her. And it was, I, you know, thought honestly, we were doing the missing campaign that we would find her alive. Like I really, really did. And that's something, you know, to, to hear that, to hear the finality of it and to hear where she was found and how she was found. And like, it was just, it was crushing and it was, uh, you know, but it was also a relief to know where she was and that, you know, uh, he, you know, he took her out of the apartment, obviously, um, you know, and that, that she wasn't suffering anymore. It was good. To, it was good to know. Any hope of possibly finding Stacy alive had been taken away from her family and friends. Now there's the question of how did Stacy get from her apartment in Columbus, which is in Franklin County, to a field by the Scioto River in Delaware County. Delaware County law enforcement would start off with some disadvantages. Stacy had gone missing over six and a half years before being found. They would have to work with law enforcement from Franklin County just to get caught up with the investigation that was done in Columbus. I know that I've already said that the Delaware County Sheriff at the time said that Delaware County is like a body dumping ground for the surrounding counties, which Franklin County is one of them. However, I still can't help but have one question. Did Stacy know anyone with any connection to Delaware County? and maybe do some kind of farm work. Farmers used to hire summer help like high school kids and college students and pay them under the table for the summer.
I asked Ashley if Stacy had any friends who could have had any connection to Delaware County or does any farm or tree work. I, uh, you know, she did, you know, there's all different types of fraternities and sororities. There was an agricultural one that she did spend time at. Um, I don't know of anybody in that, in that fraternity. So there's definitely kind of a, a, an aspect of that in, in her social life. My cousin lives in the county where uh, she was found, and you know you can take all the all the descriptions from all the articles and triangulate it. Um, so I was showing it to her, and she was like, "Oh, someone has to have known that area pretty well." So you know, maybe a farm worker would get to know that area well, um, or you know, someone with ties to that area certainly. I think my cousin pointed out that it's almost so far north. It's almost in the next county. Yeah. So it's not just like you just like rolled up in there. Like you're, you're pretty far. Yeah, that's so, that's the feeling I get. I do another podcast about convicted murderers. And a lot of times, like we were talking earlier, if it was just a sudden act of rage or, you know, somebody just flipping out, the body is going to be left right there or in the vicinity where it's not out of the county or out of the city. And the most of the times that in most of the cases that I've covered, the person usually knows when they leave, at least when they're leaving the county or the state, they know where they're going. Yeah. There's only been a very few that didn't. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm kind of wondering if that person, because that's like a, Thanks. They told me it was a 40, 45 minute drive. I don't know. I've never been it's, up that way. It's 29 miles. I've done it like 45 minutes. Really? And it is a straight shot up Riverside Drive. So it's, um, you know, yeah, it, that, you know, it definitely could, could have, could have happened that night. I just, I think she was somewhere else first. Yeah. Cause like, you but know, even, you know, at that time in the morning, like a couple of weeks ago, weeks ago, I was driving my parents to the airport at like 4.15. I wasn't driving north on, on that particular road, but I was you know, kind of on a, on a main road here in Columbus, and it is, was desolate. So if, you know, if there was anything going on at that time of night, probably wouldn't have seen much or had that many people on the road. Here's what Paula had to say when I asked her the same question. No, I can't imagine that Stacy even knew. I mean, I'm sure she was aware of the town of Delaware, but I, no, there is no way she knew about any of that. I even wondered for a while, I'm like, did she know anyone that went to Ohio Wesleyan? Well, it could have been somebody that come in for the weekend. You know what I mean? For a college party. Or it Possibly, could be or there um, could be a college student who did uh, farm work during the summertime. You know That's could, a really good thought. Because a lot I've of farmers because a lot of farmers a lot of farmers hire summer work. And because right. I was thinking about that location, because I read because I looked through all them articles you got on Facebook there. And it's mm-hmm. talking about how they could only determine that the skeletal remains was only there for about two years. That's the only 
far back that they can determine. Right. And there was a blood, a brush clear out within like five years. Yes. They were looking for someone else. Yes. So, I remember that. I know all this is a long shot and law enforcement probably has already looked into Stacy's friends. However, I still can't stop wondering about it. And it, like oh, yeah. I said, it could be a college, somebody that was maybe a college student or something that maybe had graduated but had done summer work for a farmer or something out in that area. That's a really good thought, Bill. I've never, I never considered that. And I, I don't know. Here's Paula again. Yeah, absolutely. And then you can make that drive out to where she was found. I mean, it's not easy. It's probably 45 minutes to an hour. Like it's a long drive. And like you said, you have to know where it is to know where it is. The killer didn't just stumble on that by accident. I did ask Danielle if Stacy had any friends with any ties to Delaware County. Did Stacy have any friends that had any ties to Delaware County? That's a good question. Danielle could think of one person, but couldn't remember the name for that person. Yep, so the friend that helped her move, it wasn't the boyfriend, her boyfriend was in, um, the out of the country um or in texas wherever yes, that yeah. so the friend that helped her move his um family is has a farm out in delaware county what's his name what is his name um shoot i, I met him only briefly so Unfortunately, Delaware County would not have much luck with their investigation. The location where Stacy was found did not give any new leads. The cause of death was unknown. They could not say for sure how long Stacy had been in the spot where she had been found. Years would go on and that an investigation into Stacy's death would turn into a cold case for Delaware County. Stacy's investigation would be handled by several different detectives throughout the years. The detective that is currently working the investigation is Detective Jeff Bessinger, who is with the Delaware County Sheriff's Department. Here's a little bit of what Danielle had to say about Detective Bessinger. Which is great. He's, and, and I'll tell you, once it became a, so once her remains were found and he became involved, that he really has um, done quite a bit in the background to help move things forward for sure. Six, seven years. So since everything happened. Stacy's family and friends were finally able to say their final goodbyes to Stacy and to put Stacy in a proper resting place. I have read articles about when Stacy's remains were found. I had seen a few with titles like it's an end to a mystery remains identified. I couldn't help but think that those titles, those headlines, were wrong. It is no end to any mystery. Yes, Stacy was found, but we don't know how she got to Delaware County or how 23-year-old Stacy Colbert died. Um, Stacy was not flirtatious or all that much into dating, um, but she she did like men, and she you know she got set up platonically a lot of times for like sorority date parties with friends of friends and she had her first real relationship when we were living together in the apartment so she was maybe 21 by that time she wasn't 
someone that was into like hookup culture or frivolous with herself, like most of us were at that age. And so um, I think that contrast of sort of her innocence or naivete and, and then the, you know, the violence that ended her life is sort of destroying to me. I feel like nobody, no one deserves to be a victim. And, you know, she didn't, she also didn't do things that I would consider putting herself at risk. And I, I know you mentioned the jogging, like, could she have left the door open and somebody got in there? I just felt like in general in her dating life, she wasn't taking a lot of risks. And just when you look at the the odds of when a, you know, when a young woman is killed, who does it? It's normally some kind of a, you know, romantic relationship or some sort of a, at least a fling. And so I just don't feel like she was out putting herself out there. For some reason, I just, I would like that to sort of be known that she just um, was a person that was, that was pretty safe, I thought in general. And then, um, I feel like for me, I, um, I was kind of like, I was changed forever by this going through this. I think I'm sure her friends were too. I just, you know, initially I couldn't stand to be in a room alone for a while. I needed lights to be on. I was checking door locks. I needed an alarm system and I couldn't really do anything joyful. And then, you know, over the years, I just have, been able to live with it, obviously, go on and, and have other other fun things, but I just still think about how unfair it is that we don't get to have her in the in the world. And I it changed how I look at the world that something like this happens to someone like her. And maybe that sounds naive because out there in the world there are tons of grieving people and there are tons of people that are taken too soon but just being that close to it and surprised by it had a huge impact on the next episode of just in case you forgot i will be talking to detective jeff bessinger from delaware county ohio my name is uh jeff bessinger and i am currently a sergeant with the delaware county sheriff's office when a hunter looking for his lost hunting dog uh, located a skull in the woods. Uh, that started the investigation for Delaware County. Then I will be going over some theories that people have thought about throughout the years. Do you remember most people, yeah, Most people at the time expected to find out she'd been killed by the same person who killed Stephanie Hummer because at that time we didn't know who had killed Stephanie. That was still a huge mystery. Um, and I don't know if you know much about that case. But when you look at like the, the, the layout, so you have the, apart, the apartment, her car, I don't know, like 20, 30 feet would have been parked and whomever was there is probably parking their car 20, 30 feet. I mean, it happened at what, two, three in the morning. This is before, you know, everybody's ring camera would go off when you feel, when you get like motion detectors and things like that. If this person did that, it would only take them what, like a couple minutes tops to transport Stacy to their car and then leave. That's next time on Just In Case You Forgot. Please remember that this is still an ongoing homicide investigation. 
If you have any information on the death of Stacy Colbert from Columbus, Ohio, please contact the Delaware County Sheriff's Department in Ohio. Just In Case You Forgot podcast is produced and hosted by William Swafford. Music was put together by William Swafford 